for me like a baby Put my name across your back like it's so 3 Tracy McGrady He tell far begging me Put it doing to make him wanna marry me Welcome to Life in the Backseat. It's your girl Simone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. I have a special guest in the studio with us, who Camille. She is a super hot, like fire ass recording artist Thanks. from the DMV, and she's from Columbia, Maryland. Columbia. Let's get this straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. She's from Columbia. So, you know, um, definitely had to bring you to the studio. Of course. So excited to have you here. Thank you for coming. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. Um, yo, so first I just kind of wanted to start because, like, I knew you, like, okay, so I knew you in high school, but uh -huh. you were older than me. Uh -huh. And I remember, like, you cheered and all this stuff. And, like, then. Well, I played volleyball. You played volleyball? My older sister cheerleader, but she, I think she was gone by the time you got there. Yeah. But I played volleyball. Okay, you did volleyball. volleyball. So I just remember you from high school, and then it's like, Years later, I was like on the gram, and I was like, oh, this is fire!" Like, and then I was like, "Oh shit, that's real!" Like, think that was like pre-music too, and that might have been like when I first started making music. When I say that, I mean like yeah, like, like SoundCloud strictly like 2018 shit. But yeah, that's, that's, that is you know, so dope. Time tells all. Okay, so I wanted to kind of start with like, yeah, how did you even get into making music? Because I know originally you had gone to FAMU, right? Mm -hmm. And like you graduated from there with your degree in college and all that stuff. What did you get your degree in? Criminal justice. Okay, so where saving <laughs> you niggas one criminal at a time. <laughs> <laughs> saving one nigga at a time. Right. <laughs> so how did you go from like that to like one day being like, yo, I'm just gonna grab I'm about to be this fire ass rapper and like this is what it is. Alright, so I graduated, right? I graduated from FAMU. So shout out to all my rappers if you're watching this. I graduated from FAMU and then I got straight into, I started working, I did some, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated college. Like my degree was in criminal justice, but there was a class in my junior year, I think it was the second semester. Cause if it was an early semester, I probably would've just changed my major. But it was just, we were getting all these statistics like within a week and I was like, this shit is for the birds. Like I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to have nothing to do with the system. Like I want to be on the other side of the system. Like I always just kind of wanted to, I always low-key wanted to be a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a teacher. I remember I found an essay that I wrote in like 10th grade English class about wanting to be a, uh, wanting to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so deep down, I want to be a teacher. I ended up not getting into Teach for America and I was really bitter about that for a really, really long time, right? Yeah. So I was like, fuck teachers, fuck them kids. I ain't going to do that shit, right? <laughs> so like, y'all don't want right, me. Y'all don't want me. You missing out. Fuck y'all. So, but I was deep down like, <laughs> And so I went, I did some, I didn't have a job, I had no plan. Mm -hmm. I went straight into, um, I got connected with some people, because you know it's about who you know, not what you know, mm -hmm. and did some um, event planning. Mm -hmm. That was an experience. It's nothing I think I would really like want to do. Event planning, then I went to, into the nonprofit sector and was doing financial work. Mm -hmm. Trash, trash, trash. Like not because, you know, what they do is trash, but... It's just for me, I'm not a sit behind a desk type right. of person. Like, I can't do that. Right. So I did that. Then I left there and started teaching kindergarten. Hmm. And then I had already taken a really big pay cut from my nonprofit job to teaching. Mm -hmm. And then the following school year, they were trying to cut me down like another five bands. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then I was unemployed for like a year, which sucked. I think that was like the first time I ever really like went through depression in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started teaching PE, which was mm -hmm. my most recent 
job. Mm -hmm. um, I started teaching PE at a school in East Baltimore, and I was just left in um, my last day was December 23rd because I'm taking music, I'm doing music full time. But I, I, I kind of got into the music like I was, so you know, do you know Dakina? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's like Dakina's another boy. artist that I yeah. fucking love. Yeah. So that's my homeboy, so shout out to Dash. And he would always be like, because I could hold the tune. You'd always yeah. be like, can you sing on my hook? Can you do my hook? And I'm like, yeah, I do it. So yeah. I would do it. And then one time we recorded, we went to the studio, and I had already written who I had actually written Houdini. Uh -huh. And he was like, you want to get in the studio? We got extra time. I'm done. He was like, you want to get in the studio and record it? And I was like, I'll try. Uh -huh. And like looking back, I so I recorded it, listened to it. And I was just so like in awe of hearing my like hearing a song. Yeah. This is like no engineering done to it or whatever. Yeah. On the track. And so looking in, in hindsight, it was trash then. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing done to it. Yeah. But I just loved being able to go yeah. in there, say something that I wrote over music, and then hear it back yeah. as a song. And so like I kind of just vision to exactly. and then saw the result. That's exactly what it was. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, I kind of like that. Then I just started writing other songs. And then I was like, OK, are you just going to keep writing these? What are you going to do? You just mm -hmm. going to write songs? And are you going to just keep putting singles out? Or are you going to put a project out? And then that's how. So was this during the time period um, between like your career uh, shifts, like between te like not getting into teaching uh, in America? I was teaching. So you I were teaching. Yeah, that, I, I wrote my first song. I released my first song in um, 2018. Okay. So I like wrote it in like August, September. Yeah. And then I recorded it in I. I think low key. I think we recorded. I wrote it in August, mm -hmm. and then we I released it in November. On SoundCloud, yeah. and then I was kind of like, "Oh, people fuck with it! Like people were really receptive yeah. to it." And so I was like, "All right, this is cool. That's lit." So I wanted to kind of like touch on or ask you, what is your like your kind of like your childhood upbringing and your influences in music? Because like you came into the game, but like I don't know, you don't have like bad like you know. Usually people have like a first album mm -hmm. or first project that's kind of like okay, like that's you came in like on fire like you came in like with hard bars like mm -hmm. on your shit and you it gives the impression that like okay you've been a student of music for a while and so i kind of just wanted to like understand like where where did your love for hip-hop come from and and what inspired you in that field? well i love music i've always loved music mm -hmm. um this is always a fun question because i always give such a basic answer mm -hmm. Because I mean, I I listen to all types of music. Recently, I don't listen to as much music mm -hmm. because I don't want to pick up anybody else's sound. Yeah. Okay, I'm the person who still listens to the same seven songs in rotation, mm -hmm. and then I also listen to my music that's not released, so I can hear if I want to take something in and out. But I guess upbringing, like I mean, my parents, my parents, I'm a, I call my me and my homeboy. We said that we're Tom joining kids because mm -hmm. I wasn't listening to like rap and hip-hop in the car with my parents. My mm -hmm. parents are older, they're 60 now. But like, we were listening to, to the Tom Joy the Morning Show. So I was listening yeah. to 96.3, 102.3, mm -hmm. you know, The Quiet Storm. And so like, I was hearing kind of like the older type of music, but I'm grateful now because I know all that shit. Like yeah. before the cookout was a thing, like we've been listening to that shit. Yeah. But then when I got a chance to like, like let's say middle school, early elementary school, like. Uh, Destiny's Child, Ashanti. When I started listening to hip hop, it was like Eve, 
Trina I had no business listening to Trina, but that's not about shout out to Trina. Obviously, right. Lil Kim, but I'm not even going front. Like growing up, I wasn't listening to Lil Kim. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really start digging the Kim until I was older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, Kim is obviously the blueprint for all of this new yeah. rap shit. And by new, I mean just liberating, nasty, say what you want. Yeah. But to get to it, the inspiration, I mean, check the drip. It's Beyonce, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, like Beyonce is Beyonce. That's my inspiration. I wanna. I'm. This is not gonna end until my baby picture is on her website. Yeah. Literally, I was talking. We were talking about that the other day. Uh How it's like Jay and Beyonce are at this point. You can't like. I can't even look at Jay or Beyonce in like a sexually attractive way because I'm like, (laughs) y'all are the blueprint. Y'all are who we're trying to be. Right. Y'all are who it's like. I feel like they're just like elevated. It's like fucking. They're like. Isn't even like. It's It's like like Prince now. I mean, they're definitely Beyonce is definitely the blueprint. Hope is definitely the blueprint. But is it even that I'm trying to be her, or do I just want her to recognize that I exist? Right. You get what I'm saying. I feel like they like float above. Like they're at a point where it's like they're floating, and it's like Mm -hmm. it's cool because I. I definitely feel like as a creative myself feel like I look at I love Beyonce. I grew up a huge Beyonce fan. Yeah. I have a picture in my house of me and Destiny's Child. Yes. You mess it in frame. Yes. How does she smell? Amazing. Girl, oh, I was seven did. years old and I ran straight to Beyonce. Oh my god. Oh my god. Girl. And literally in the picture, it's like me standing right in front of Beyonce right like this. <laughs> she knows me. Literally no, right in front of her, like this is my auntie, okay? Like on, on her birthday last year, I dropped like my Millie Mondays. Like when I do those, yeah. I did one like for what I'm gonna say to her when I meet her, yeah. and I have every intention of being like, you do it. Ah. Like I need her to know, like Beyonce. I know you know this, but like this is from a real beehive. You do no wrong. The only thing wrong you probably ever did was those bangs. But we forgive you. That's probably you probably was trying to teach all the lessons. But it's not even your fault. That's not even your fault. That was Jay Z. And I need to know why Sanaa Lathan bit her and why he cheated on her. Sanaa. <laughs> yeah, they said it. Remember Tiffany had a story. Oh my God, Tiffany had. Yeah. Tiffany had to tell her story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I really did. That is an interesting thing to know. It, it feels like a playful bite. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know from the source. So <laughs> maybe it was like a playful maybe bite. Maybe it was a playful bite, but shit. I wanted to ask, um, how did you get your name? Oh, so Camille. I um I want I was I was rebranding <laughs> just me. Like I was just rebranding because I like my insta I was looking for a new Instagram name. <laughs> Instagram. This had nothing to do with music, right? Yeah. I was looking for a new Instagram name. My Instagram name had been like Lights, cameras, action like cam for the uh-huh. middle. Um, no cameras, please. Like, what was the last one? Cams, grams. Uh-huh. Like, and I was just like, I'm tired of this. And so I was like, I just need to. I was like, I want to make a new one. I was like, I'm gonna just go back with Camille because mm-hmm. Beyonce. <laughs> um, <laughs> because as we because Beyonce goes by Beyonce, so I have to go by Camille. And so some white French man has it with like a hundred thousand followers, uh-huh. whatever. And then I was like, all right, let's just do Camille Camille. Like, let's just, you know, like Camille Camille. Like, yeah. you know, black people would be like, you, you know, Camille. They be like Camille, like Camille Camille. And they be like, oh, yeah. like the doubled up. That's you say it twice, and then all of a Camille Camille was taken. And so I was just like, damn, like let me just start throwing shit in front of it. And so I was like, just Camille. Where's Camille? That's Camille, who Camille, and I kind of like stopped. Like as soon as I said who Camille, 
I kind of liked it because it's like a question, like who, Camille, like who, Camille, like yeah. you can say it so many different ways. And so I just kind of liked, and I also liked the way that it looked. Like mm -hmm. they all had, I was judging them off of how they sounded, but also how they look written out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this going to look like on Instagram? I'm not thinking about my diamond chain across my neck in about a year. But now we're focused on that, right? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm fucking with Camille. I was actually on the phone with my homeboy. And, um... He was, I was in the grocery store, I remember, and I was like, I'm choosing between who Camille and just Camille. Mm -hmm. And he was like, who Camille? Definitely who Camille. And I was like, all right, cool. Right. So that, but that was just the Instagram name. And then yeah. I just decided to, when I made the song, I was like, what am I going to put my name out there as? And I was like, just go with who Camille. That's what my Instagram is. So, yeah. And I'll tell you another funny story mm -hmm. about it. And so I really low key, I really wanted to go by Coach Free. And I still okay. am going to use that as like an alias, mm -hmm. but I didn't make that my rap name because that's what I was called at work because I taught oh, PE. Okay. And so the first thing I, I was thinking like, fuck, if the students find me, the first thing they're going to search is Coach, Coach Free because that's yeah. all they know. You know what I'm right. saying? And I didn't want to have a music video of me in a bed, you know what I'm saying? Like right. rolling around and then I got to go to work. And But that was also right. two years ago. Right. And so now, like, on my last day, I'm like, by the way, y'all look at my music and y'all TikTok to my shit. Make a bitch go viral. Five <laughs> <laughs> second grade. Now I'm no longer right. <laughs> so, funny. so, yeah, so I fuck with Coach Free, but um, yeah. it's like, you know, like, uh, like Nicki Minaj, Nicki uh -huh. Walensky, Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Boss, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie. I'm just like... <laughs> I don't even know why you hoes bother at this point. Like, so yeah, it's just me. I win. You lose. Also, this is a, a Nicki Minaj stand account. Not really. <laughs> I, I fuck with Nicki. This is not a Nicki Minaj stand account, but I definitely we gotta give Nicki her roses. That song. fucking song. Literally, would you see the moment that we just had? It I mean, bodies, it is my, definitely. When I think of my earliest memory. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Like, what is your creative process? How do you start it? How do you, how do you get from point A to point B? Because you have clearly good execution. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been able to do a lot and not, I mean, not really that you know large amount of time for real to be in the rap game and to be making the moves that you've been making. So, what is that creative process like? Um, so I have a question for you to clarify. Mm -hmm. that. So, are you saying a, a fluid creative process in the sense of what the music, or just kind of like how you see well, just, Instagram. Just in general, what is okay. your creative process? Because I think it, in everything you do, it seems to be fluid and mm -hmm. it seems to be very natural. Okay. Like some people, it there's people you can look at and you can tell that they try to be creative, mm -hmm. and there's people that you can look at and it's like they are creative, and mm -hmm. that just kind of oozes out of them. So I feel like you're kind of one of the second people. Okay. So I want to know like what. So, um, what I do is I listen to beats first. Well, the thing is, for real, for real, to be inspired, I will listen to music. Mm -hmm. 
but I'll like dig and I'll be very particular of who it is that I want to listen to. But it's also like what type of vibe I want to get on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I want to make some party shit, I'm gonna turn on some Uzi. You know what I'm saying? If I want to do something, if I want to kind of add some type of like. I don't know. Drake has a way of just doing, it's very Drakey, which is a synonym for whatever you want to take that as, but it's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's very Drakey, but he makes it his own and everybody fucks with it. So I'll put on some Drake if I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, have, I'll tell you even, like, I don't listen to Beyonce for music inspiration. I just listen to Beyonce to remind myself that I exist mm-hmm. and that I have shit to do. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'll, just, I'll right, exactly. <laughs> so I'll listen to music and then I'll uh, listen to beats. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, maybe email people or just DM people on Instagram. Yeah. Like, you, you know, can you send me beat packs? Clubhouse has been helping a lot with that. Okay. We can talk about that later. For all you Clubhouse niggas getting on my motherfucking nerves. <laughs> really? We'll get into that. <laughs> okay, um, about that. But, um... But yeah, and so I'll listen to the beat, and then I'll what I try to do for real is I'll try to just say words as the music is playing, mm-hmm. and it's literally like whatever I feel on the beat. Yeah, I try to go off it. It might not be that exact, but if I say, if I'm in a room and I'm just like mm-hmm. nation, like I see it right there. Mm-hmm. But if that's what comes to me when I hear the beat, I'll try to move into that. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not going to try to run from what comes from me naturally because it wouldn't have came to me right. if it wasn't supposed to come to me on that beat or in that moment. And then I just um, try to storytell. I do this because um, when I say storytell, I try to just talk my shit, really. That's I see that because when you, one thing I like about your music is you create. Your words create visuals in my head. That's so what before I, try I even to watch your visuals. Yeah, so before I even watch your visuals, mm-hmm. like, I fuck with your music because I could be in the car. And I'm like, yeah, I can see myself doing this bad bitch ass shit. That's yes. like Houdini. Like, like, when, I was writing, head, when I was writing Houdini, it was like, um, I wrote the first, I write, I used, now I write the hooks first. Mm-hmm. Because the hook actually gives you the base of what you're, if you have a hook, you can really take your hook into what, the, the verses are gonna be, you know what I'm saying? So you can build off yeah, it. you can build off of kind of what you want it to be. Like um, when I got into stop texting me, WID, fly me overseas, made me renew my passport just to take me to the beach. And so I kind of, even when I got there, I kind of was like, you know, how do I make this? And then once I, how do I make, how do I keep going with this? Is what I want from a nigga, right? Mm-hmm. I consider no WID my one city girl type of song. Like, nigga, yeah. get on my face if you ain't doing this for me. Cause I really don't rap about that type of stuff. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of city girls, but that's just not really what I mm-hmm. is my forte. You know, yeah, what I'm I know you had that one line where you were like, I really want the Fiat, or you really yeah, that's the Fiat. Yeah, okay, so you know, I might throw it in all the time, but the whole yeah. song literally was like, nigga, leave me the fuck alone unless yeah. you're doing this for me. Right. And then so I had, I basically. When I got into the verses, I was just kind of like, okay, I talked about what I need this, like what I want from these niggas, so let me just get into it. And then I, you know, like, you know, me and my homegirls were like, these niggas don't court no more. They don't court us no more. And so my first thing that I said, I said, court me. You and I was like, go around with that. And then I was like, court me, court fees. Cover my court fees. And also, a bitch yes. got court fees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> real rap and I'm a motherfucking gay. Yes. Don't say okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I usually just 
to write the chorus first, and then now I write the chorus first, and then I'll get into mm -hmm. the verses. Um, I'll try to use like my voice recorder. I will record them. I like to go into the studio prepared. Yeah, like completely prepared. Like I need to have ad libs prepared because I, time is money. You know right. what I'm saying? When you're paying for studio time, you blink and it's over. Right. And so I want to get all my money's worth, all my time's worth. And so I just use the voice memo and then I'll listen to it. I'll listen to what I got back from the session mm -hmm. in the car. And then once I get music from a session in the car, if I have like two, three, four songs, that's mm -hmm. all I'm listening to. If yeah. you get in the car with me, you just listen to this unreleased shit. Mm -hmm. And you you should be thankful that you get the exclusive if you in my car. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Period. No. And but in the car, I usually hear things that yeah. I don't like or that I want to add to it. I feel like music like. sound better in the car. Like, of I, like you cannot judge music. Headphones, cars, speakers. Yeah. yeah. Unless you listen to it in those settings, mm -hmm. it's not it's not judgeable. Because mm -hmm. how something will sound in the studio, like I definitely know that like when I sit in the studio with my friends, it's very different for how something sounds in the studio to how it sounds like once you're in your little space and yourself. It's like, all right, this shit really goes. Like, okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, my creative, uh, what was it? Process. Pro creative process is listen for inspiration, listen for inspiration, listen to beats, read the room, like wherever I am. Oh, I'll go outside, mm -hmm. I'll take walks. If I've been in my like quarantine was hard because I'm in the house, yeah, and so it's like okay, I need to go, I need to drive around. Oh, I drive around. I didn't say that. I am a driver. Like I will get in the car and drive. And when I'm upset, I'll get in the car and drive and just play music, crack yeah. the window, get some air. Well, just to you know, just to wake up, you gotta be alert when you drive. You can't yeah. be half. I do the same thing. I love taking drives in my car, like to like to clear my head. Mm -hmm. That's, that's especially on the back roads, especially like. Columbia got the yeah, nice whole bunch of yeah, oh exactly. God, yeah, that's so, like thing. I'll do that. That's cool. That's so cool. You you sound very intuitive with your process. Like you just kind of. Can I go live? I don't. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Oh yeah, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, but you just sound really intuitive with your process. Like you just kind of, you get the the impulses or the inclinations, and you just go off oh, of what it. feels right. And that's like I think that's something that's so big. Um, you know, for creatives, a lot of time, I, you know, I often talk about like spirituality and like that's something I always talk about with creatives. It's like, you know, I talk about spirituality a lot and it's like, if you're not kind of in tune with yourself where you can listen to yourself, mm -hmm. it really fucks with your creativity and your creative process because you cannot create it at your highest level or even because you have to be yourself to be able to create. You got to be in your own zone. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people when they make music is that they, they listen to music and then they kind of do what they heard. They copy, yes. Yeah, and that's, that's, like, what that's, sets people that's not what we're here for. And, that's, right. and I think that's exactly what sets artists apart. Like, especially with local artists, you know, I, like, I can hear, some people will send me shit and I hear mm -hmm. it and I'm like, I don't even want to keep listening to this after 30 seconds because you sound like everybody, sound like everybody else. else. And then some people send me shit and I'm like, yo, this sounds like I feel like I'm connecting with you and that's a different thing and that's a whole different experience and like mm -hmm. that's what like I love about your music Dash Cito shout out to him right because like even like the Kina's music same thing I love his music I tell him all the time I feel like yeah. he sound like um I feel like he has his, his, his music is very cool it's, it's, it's like very chill, chill very John Kennedy yes, heard yes, and I love it. But that's what I love is like I do. music that makes makes you feel like oh like I'm kicking it with the person like yeah it makes you feel like that's the thing with my music I kind of want people to feel like like we just got off the phone and chopped it yeah. up that's how I want people to feel when yeah. I talk to them you know what I'm saying like or when I 
when they listen to my music, I want them to feel like we just had a conversation. You just dropped a really dope ass visual with um Devin. Yeah, Nero. Nero. <laughs> Like, yeah, shout, shout out to y'all niggas. Y'all government names. Right, okay. So we don't give a fuck. We know them government names. Right. Shout out to Nero. Like, and like that shit is hard as fuck. Do we want this up or do we want this down? Give y'all a little. A little peek. Yeah, a little peek. That's because I feel like y'all can't see. You just dropped that dope ass visual. Like, is your creative process for visuals the same as your creative process for music? Because your visuals go hard as fuck too. Like, I mean, I only have two videos, but but they've both been thank you i appreciate that and i'll say the reason why i took because i dropped my video for count up the cash in the like the last day of august like august 29th it might have been the last day of august or something like that and i just felt like my homeboys did like a fucking amazing job on that like i didn't know like where to go yeah after that like i couldn't have no bullshit after that yeah. you know what i'm saying so no, i didn't know you who to trust with a high bar. right i didn't know who to trust to like to shoot my video i did that in florida mm-hmm. so those are my homeboys from school from FAMU. and so um uh, they did a great job and then I had the EP I didn't do no videos for that mm-hmm. but also I didn't know like I didn't know budgeting and all you know what I'm saying like yeah. I just wasn't sure I was literally doing everything by myself like you know what I'm saying like everything mm-hmm. and so um I was doing that and then when I heard no WID I was like this has to have like this single has got to have a music video like there's no way I can put this out and try to push this song without a video and then I had a couple of Telfars and then my homegirl let me hold hers and I actually forgot them so all the Telfars in the music video belong to me. Yeah, oh, my. Okay. Flex. Okay. No, but literally, literally, my homegirl, home my homegirl, she let me borrow two of her bags, and I forgot them in the house, and I was like, damn. And like, we, had, I had to be her like out in like Laurel, so yeah. like not too far out the way, but still, we were just trying to set it up. Um, how did um that? Because I know they sent you some bags. And, oh, like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Because did they just hear the song? Yeah, and, like, I think. I, well, like I, te- I mean, they kind of low key hit me early, like probably like yeah. a week and a half, two weeks into the song being out wow. and I wasn't even on no like y'all tag tell far like yeah. tag tell far you know what I'm saying I actually I'm not really a super big fan of like the whole like asking like asking I mean unless it's for a competition like when I did the slutty shit yeah. like I know we'll get into that but when I yeah. did that like I need y'all niggas to vote like yeah. I gotta win but like for something like this like it's gonna get recognized I just gotta do what I gotta do I gotta do my part right. and so I tagged them like when I would post a song because the song was only on SoundCloud mm-hmm. so it was really hard to to get people to like post the song because it's not in your Instagram music where you can just add it to your story. Like, no, you gotta actually play the song. You know what I'm saying? Turn on SoundCloud. And so um, I would just tag them in my post or like when I was promoing, Mm -hmm. like the pic, I would just tag them or whatever. And then they just kind of hit me, DM me one day. And it was like, your music is fire. We would love to send you some tell, or could we send you some Telfar? And I responded, and I was like, "Could y'all send me some Telfar?" Like, like mocking them, like, "Can y'all send me Telfar?" Like, why didn't you even ask me that? But I already had darker colors, and so I tried to slide in, and I was like, "Of course, please send." I was like, "I would love to have some. I already have a few." But I don't have any bright. I would love to add some brighter colors to my collection because I had like gold. Yeah. At the time, I only had gold black in in this bag yeah and so they sent me a pack they sent me um they sent me a hat they sent me a do-rag they sent me two bags and i was like oh yes, yes. Pop. 
I love that. That's something like that's another thing that I really um noticed about you. Mm-hmm. You really rep like like you're not on you're not repping shit that's just bandwagging. Like 410 shit. You feel me? Yeah. Nobody knows what the fuck like nobody knows the fuck Howard County, Columbia, Maryland right. is. Right. And you're like, no, I'm a rep Howard County, also- Columbia, Maryland, because I'm from it. Like Telflar is like you know, it's not Louis, it's whatever, but it's a, a bomb it's ass. In there. But no, it, but it's a bomb ass black yeah. owned designer handbag brand. And like the fact that I just think it's dope that you're like, nah, like that's what I'm fucking that's with. What, that's what I'm collecting. Like, that's also what I have. showing. That's what you want, you know. Yeah, but that's I mean, also one thing about music that I feel like, uh, you know, it's easy to get lost in the sauce and talk about shit that you don't got. But you know, and just to kind of manifest what you want, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. I have one song that's coming, it's called Wavy, mm-hmm. but I initially wrote it for another artist, for a big artist. She yeah. didn't take it, thank God, because it's one of my favorites now. Mm-hmm. But I like in it, I say like, um, I mentioned like G5s, like 10 karat pinky ring, like Louis off the runway. Yeah. I don't got none of that shit, but, but I initially wrote it for somebody else. Yeah. And then when I was writing the second verse, I was like, okay, am I going to, I'm like, no, just talk your shit. Like, just keep going. Like, this can, because I don't usually talk about that type yeah. of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I try to tell my stories of things that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Everything I say is not, I'm not going to say, I'll say most of what I say pertains to me. Okay. Right. Um, but I'm also not lying. Like, in interviews, I'm never out here claiming, I tell people all the time, if you're looking for trenches music, if you're looking for got it out the mud, if you're looking for, uh, a, a story mm-hmm. I don't have a, a hood story I don't have it for you mm-hmm. but that's also a reason why I fuck with Beyonce so hard because it was more than her just being a bad bitch I, like I don't know if we like in Houston Beyonce grew up in a very nice home yeah she was middle class her parents were married too, too. Yeah. like she doesn't she have a drum story all she had to do all she did was work hard that's it yeah. there was no sob story nobody it's no story I, and I do you get what i'm saying i, I, I can relate that. to that i think that something that's important when, especially when we're dealing with black people and black women is normalizing the fact that all black people don't have to struggle to be valid as black people. Right. Like the struggle Olympics is something that right, black right. like, I was dirt poor. I was poorer right. than dirt poor. Motherfucker, right. none of that shit is something we should be like if you struggle Olympics. That's what it is, because it's like here's my thing. Like I like I feel like when we if those black stories are very valid, but right. when we forget that there is a whole group of black people that are middle class and that have still have struggles and still have a black experience that is very real, they still That's experience they still experience experience black racism. I mean, yeah, I think that like we don't hear about those stories enough, particularly right. in um, hip hop, because there isn't there hasn't been a space created for that yet, right. because it's not validated as real. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, everybody doesn't have to, like, I don't want my kid to have a struggle Olympic story. I want my kid to be like, I inherited a really good credit score. My mom also gave me $100,000 to start a business when I was 21. That's what I want my kid to say. I want him to say it proudly because I'm busting my ass. Not for him to be like, oh, God. We had to be poor for seven generations. And my thing is, when people go through that, like, we don't choose where we come from. That's one thing. Like, people do not choose their family. 
and who they are given to, who God decided right. to give them to. But I just feel like people should just be who they are. If that's where you come from, talk about your struggle. But, but black free. people do feel pressure. I feel like black people who don't come from that in mm-hmm. the in the there's news some industry, point. there's, some there's point. a pressure of like, well, can you just a little bit? Can yeah. you just say, uh-huh. and it's like, bro, but that's not that's like, not me. That's, that's and, I, and I know. And the thing is, I know niggas who like hang around that industry and and like they do that and and i'll be looking at them like bro like all the struggles you faced were of your own doing right you grew up very middle class so i, I know your parents what are you talking about like i feel like a lot of people even like i mean where we come from like Columbia, I feel like people try to like it's it's okay to not be from a major city. Like yeah. it's down the street. Like it's it's just because like it's okay to not be from DC or be from Baltimore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can be from the outskirts and still tell your story because Columbia is still is like as a whole. Yeah, you know it is a, a higher class. But there's still poor areas yeah. in Colombia. There's still p- families that struggle in Colombia. So it's like, why y'all trying to claim shit or places that you're not from so bad? It's yeah. not that deep. Like in one song that I had started writing, um, I started that I say, I'm a productarian boyer. That's my parents. Uh-huh. I'm a productarian boyer. Boss shit running at their employers. Chandelier hanging the foyer, headed to school radio on time joiner. Because there's a chandelier in my fucking house, so I don't get to mention it. Right, right. right? Everybody else talked about they was, you know, right. from the bottom, so right. I wasn't, there wasn't no roaches in my house growing up. It was a chandelier, so I'm going to rap about a chandelier. Right. I'm going to rap about Tom Joyner. Right. Sorry. Right. I just listened to Tom Joyner when he's going to waste. Oh, Tom Joyner. Oh, 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 oh. It's the Tom Joyner morning show. Shout out Tom Joyner. Literally, every morning, every morning, my mom is listening to that shit on the way. Right. And I used to so bad when it'd be like, can you just listen to like, you know, like the regular like hip hop stations, but that's just not what I mean. It was always so odd. Like, if I went with my dad to school, Uh it was like blasting NWA as fucking ratchet as you could possibly get. Right. That was going to be my dad. That was going to be a dad. It was like, we're pulling up to your school as. As ratchet as we can possibly be. That was the goal. Okay. My mom, on the other hand, it's like. Turn it down, right? At a very medium <laughs> level, do not turn it up. Right. You will fuck up her. But it's funny though because it's like the older you get, like the more you realize that your parents are individuals too. Literally, like my dad, like my dad be chilling, like he really be like yeah. vibing, like he be playing to me, like he be on it. Like I'm sure back in the day, I mean my mom too, but my dad is definitely much more mellow. My mom is definitely a yeah. rule follower, but my dad be vibing. Do your parents listen to your music? Like, do your, does your family support your music um, dreams and career? Because I know that's a lot of, I think that's um, something that a lot of, like, middle class or kids have also a stigma of. It's like, you know, a lot of middle class families don't want their kids to go into entertainment. They don't want their kids to be rappers, entertainment stars, super athletes. Like, they want their kids to be doctors, lawyers, teachers, mm-hmm. steady, stable, secure things. So, like, did you ever have that issue with your family or... Have they always been like supportive? Um, for a, a minute, like my mom knew that I was doing music. I really like, uh, like, me and my mom are close. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad are also close in our own way. Okay. My parents are still married, so mm-hmm. my parents have been married for like 
30 something years and something like that they've been married for a really long time right so my parents are are together still and so um i've always been kind of the wild one Mm -hmm. out of my sisters i mean my older sister was kind of crazy in like high school and stuff but like as an adult i've always kind of been like fuck all the regular shit like i do what i want to do um and so my mom knew like i think my dad really found out when i had been nominated last year for for um I want to get the award I, for an award in Baltimore. I can't think of the mm-hmm. Tapey Awards. I think uh-huh. that's what it's called, the Tapey Awards in Baltimore. And if that's not it, I, I apologize, y'all. But I sent the link to my parents, and I was like, "Y'all go vote for me for my music videos nominated." Yeah. And my mom was like, "You know your dad watch your music video," and I was like, "What? Like why?" And she was like, "You sent the link, telling him to vote, and you know he want to know what you what he's voting with." So funny. And so I'm like, what did he say? And he was just like, have you seen Camille's music video? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, what do you think of it? And she and my mom was like, I just told her, like, you know, she's she does a music thing. So, I mean, that's what she does. And he was just like, so funny. he was like, okay, that's kind of how I feel too. And so that's what it was. But now, like, now that they see me, like, yeah. winning shit and, like, the jingle was slutty vegan and, like, yeah. they know that it's, like, that I'm, like, dead ass. It's so they're bad. behind me and... That's lit. Yeah. That's really dope. Um, yeah, you were definitely going up during quarantine. Yeah, so I was like, oh. back. yeah, you were going off, yo. Like Millie Monday. Stop playing around during quarantine. You had the fucking weekly. Right. I was like, yo, she's popping. Like you were you were clearly on your grind. You got the slutty vegan thing during quarantine. Uh-huh. But I also know, like you said before, you said quarantine was a challenge creatively because a lot of your general outlets for exactly are cut are off. On, are cut off. So, so exactly. how how, like, can you tell us about that and how did you, how did you do that? Because you were, you was pop, like popping, just like so, it was, it was completely amazing to watch. Thanks, I appreciate it. But quarantine, you know, quarantine, it really leveled the playing field for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for the, that, that end of March, April, May, you know what I'm saying? Like those three months, end of March, April, May, summer, June, like, Art, big artists were going live, like come in here and entertain me. That's literally, I'm sure, what they were doing it as. Like yeah. they wasn't looking for no talent. Yeah, it was for them to be entertained. Like I know people would want to tap in with me. Yeah, like I know people would live and go up to go on my live and perform or rap or do whatever they do. Some of you do it, but then a lot of these artists started kind of being like, oh shit, like these random people actually have talent. Like yeah, bitch, one time you were a random person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so. I saw that and then I kind of like got into like that that very like that March 24th, 25th type of time. Mm-hmm. I got on my first live with this guy named uh, Earl Johnson. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. He got me that first day. He It was like 300 people on the live and I got in and I rapped and he fucked with it. And then anytime I got on the live or like he saw me jumping on the request, he would accept me. And so I kind of did that and then... Um, I went live with Veraline, who is a, mm-hmm. a she's like the she's a huge like person at Interscope. Mm-hmm. I think it's Interscope. If I'm wrong, I don't know. At Interscope, but she does A and R. She mm-hmm. works with like a like huge artist. And I was in a competition. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you, this is where like I was in a competition where basically I mean it was basically two rappers and two singers mm-hmm. and they were like head to head and so I made it or whatever and then the girl I went up against though her name is Des Dior you mm-hmm. ever heard of her she's mm-hmm. best friends with Jada the name sat the name rings a bell but I'm gonna be honest I'm no. kind of out of touch no that's fine yeah she's best friends because like I'm quite out of touch she's best friends with Jada Waiter 
little babies, baby mother. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> I was like, there we yeah. go. So <laughs> at the time, I was pushing 6,000 followers, and she was pushing 700,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I woke up, I saw it at like 4 in the morning that I won, that I moved to the next round. But now this next round was... Um, the, the next round and the prize was like to have a meeting with Barreline and mm -hmm. to like um you know have a meeting with Interscope. So I'm like, oh my God, like I have a chance to like get I this. Do this right. And so it was like four in the morning. So I was on Twitter. I literally was like, who up? And anybody responded to me, I was like, I need y'all to go to this and vote for me. Mm -hmm. And so I because I was down, like it was probably like she was probably up like I don't remember, but I was down because mm -hmm. I was sleeping. She had posted it one time. I guess she was up when she posted it. She had posted it and then uh, I mean, she has 600,000 followers. Yeah. It doesn't take much for her to right. get a bunch of votes and be up. But for a minute, I mean, I was on my grind all day. And for like four hours, I was up mm -hmm. like 60, 40. Mm -hmm. I was up in percentage wise. And then I think around like eight o'clock, she probably checked and was like, <laughs> this is, because I'm sure she saw me and was like, oh, she only got 5,000 followers. This is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. But I was really putting in work that day. Mm -hmm. And then I guess she tweeted about it or posted about it. And then Jada posted about it. And she has 3 million followers. Mm -hmm. And so by the time it was closed, I was down like 20, 80%. Yeah. And it was cool. Like, it was, I really felt like I was really trying to get people to vote for me. But then also, the only thing I hated was that it was such a huge difference, 80 to 20. Like, she shitted on me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, her shit was cool or whatever, but yeah. also I believe that I'm the best. And yeah. so I just, it's just a number threw me off like yeah. a 20%. Like, that's failing. You but know you, what I'm saying? you have to have that mindset in the hip-hop game. Like, yeah. you can't, hip-hop hip -hop is a cocky, right. confident sport. Like, may the strong survive. Right. right? Like, right. so you can't, and, and not even just hip-hop, like, trying to make it big in any creative space, mm -hmm. that is what sets the winners and the losers apart. apart. Do you believe in yourself, my nigga? Right. Or are you out here doubting yourself all the goddamn time? Like, right. that's really what it is. That and, so, I'll tell you. So, you gotta time. have that, like, you reminded me of. So, getting back in the quarantine. So, basically, I yeah. kind of really got off topic. So, I always did. I'm sorry. Okay. And to anybody who future interviews me, I always get off topic. So, that's my. It makes me get It's a lot of editing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just was hopping on anybody. I had, like, a little group. Yeah. It was, like, five of us. Like, people, like, some people I knew, some people I met through quarantine through being on the live. Mm -hmm. But we all knew that we could spit and like we wanted to be on live so we would all be like oh so-and-so on live so-and-so and literally i would just hop on people's lives like mm -hmm. that's all and then i would gain followers through there and you know yeah. little things like that take criticism or whatever but i'm not even going front i'm not saying this to my home but i wasn't getting too much critique like people mm -hmm. was really fucking with me like artists would fuck with me anybody's live i was doing they was really rocking with me but yeah. one thing that i'll say that you mentioned is like one thing that grinds my gears still is like when people get on live and they're like Oh shit, like I didn't think you were gonna pick me. Like I wasn't ready. Like bitch, why aren't you ready? It's four hundred motherfuckers in here that are ready to go. Right. Stop yeah. playing. Like I cannot stand it or I didn't think or even like I'll be in Clubhouse now and I'll be in a room where they're playing music and they'll be like at the end they'll say like, Oh, that was just one of my little songs. That's just a little demo, that's not done yet, it's not my best. Why are you not playing your best? Yeah. You have the opportunity right now to show your best. Yes. Show up and show out. I just don't understand yeah. it. I think that's such a good point you made. Because, like, when I reflect on my lesson, I think my greatest lesson in 2020 for me was a lesson in humility. Mm -hmm. But a lesson in, like, not, like, oh, humble yourself because people think X, Y, Z. A humble, a lesson in who to be humble to. Right. 
What I learned in 2020 is that God told me to be humble to him, not to be humble to these raggedy ass motherfuckers. I'm going to put it right there. I know that's right. God said be humble to me, not nobody else. Fucking niggas and bitches. Because I think that something that people have been programmed to do is like, we think we're doing ourselves a service by downplaying ourselves mm-hmm. because we either think it's gonna give pe- make people like have sympathy for us, right. or that it's gonna, you know, oh, we won't rub the people the wrong way. The truth is, the people that are gonna open doors for you in life, the people that really fuck with you and support you, the people that are actually your people, they are never gonna be rubbed the wrong way by you popping your shit. Right. Like niggas who fuck with you are never gonna be like, I swear to God. Oh, oh like oh she oh she said she was the best bitch and now I feel some type of way because I'm the best bitch. It's like what? on this topic. I was in a clubhouse room yesterday, right? I was in a room and the whole thing was like play a song. Mm-hmm. I had got kicked out of the room because I accidentally was, didn't mute my microphone and that was my bad. And I was yeah. like three people away from being up. And yeah. so I'm like, fuck. So now there's like 15 people in front of me, right? right? And so this lady gets in the room. Oh my God, this is so funny. This lady gets in the room. One, when she first got in the room, I was giving advice to this girl. And she was talking at the same time, but I was speaking too. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I was speaking too. And so I didn't just stop because she had said something very small. And then when I was done saying what I was saying, she was like, who was that? Who was that talking? And I said, that's Camille. Like, I just didn't, like, if anybody, I mean, they just asked who it was. I'm not taking offense. I mean, yeah. there was a little tone in there. Yeah. But I was just like, that's Camille. And then some, the other guys was like, oh, she was just helping. Like, the moderators were like, oh, she was just helping. She was just helping a girl. Tough lives yeah. like, but then after that, I could tell that they said that because they was like, oh, you was about to get pushed back to the goulash or something like that. And I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever. Basically, it's my turn to play my song or whatever. And um, she was the only, like, other woman in the room. Mm-hmm. And she was a moderator. Mm-hmm. And I guess she has she has a lot of accolades in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, so did the guys that were there, but she was the only woman, right? And so it's my time to play my song. So I give an introduction. I'm like, my name is Camille. I go by who Camille, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, can you just play the song? Mm-hmm. And so I put, and that's how I <laughs> So I literally, in that moment, I didn't do that, but I just yeah. played the song. Right. I played the first, the hook, the first verse, and mm-hmm. like I faded out the second hook. And it was like, and yo, that shit is fire. Send it to me right. Like literally, this is the yeah. first, this is the first time niggas have gotten this reaction in yeah. the whole room. I'd have been in this room for an hour. Yeah. And so she goes, the song was good. I fuck with the song. She was like, but I'm going to tell you straight up and down. I would never work work with you because you added, oh, I skipped the part. Yeah. I skipped the part that I can't leave out. So everybody, after they were saying that shit fire, I was, I, I, I was like, I was like, thank you. Thank you. I had an attitude because yeah. I didn't fuck with how she, you know what I'm saying? I took it personal and I shouldn't have. Yeah. But I definitely was like, thank you. Definitely like, a, I know, motherfucker. But I started to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? But I did have an attitude because of the way that she did all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, she said that off of me doing the thank you. But then also I was helping the other people in the room. And she would, she, when I tell y'all, she like spazzed on me. She was yeah. just like, you think you know everything. You think you're a know-it-all. This is off of like this very small room, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, you have a rebuttal for everything. But that's because I'm not going to let you talk to me crazy. Because yeah. I think that's I don't know that's who, what the fuck was going on that day. But no. I chilled out, though. I, I mean, I wasn't getting crazy with her. But yeah. I definitely like... I had a rebuttal because you're not going to talk to me because she was talking to me crazy. And I, I can tell imagine you that. that's a normal. Ex- I would. Here's one thing I will in say. In the music industry? I think that because the music industry is a hard industry for women on the back end side mm-hmm. to work their way up on, 
I think that you can run into women who will. There's there's two types of women. There's women who are like, I'm trying to pull a hand up other women, and there's other women who mm-hmm. they really probably might not even be as far ahead as they as they are presenting to be mm-hmm. in their you know what I'm saying? Like and and I think that they feel kind of like that, oh no, you need to bow down, bitch. And mm-hmm. it's just like that's exactly what she was giving. Maybe I mean I'm not saying maybe she had valid points and I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm sure probably there were valid points. I'm telling you, the, the valid point was the attitude in my thing. Yeah. Which is why I was like, yeah. oh, I left out a part. Yeah. But other than that, there was no reason for her to do that. But I'm just like, yeah, I think but she, I think her thing was I think it was a thank yous, but then also I was helping, um, I mean, I, I was being helpful. She might have took it as another thing, but, you know. She uh, probably because you're not a fucking moderator. Right. Because that's one thing I've noticed on being on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. The mo- moderators be feeling real like, hot. bitch. Real mind. Put fucking green bean next to your name. Don't get fucking excited. Now, I will say, real body work. Like she, she used to work with a really, like, a really hard record label that, I, yeah. that I've actually mentioned in one of my freestyles before. But other than that, like, when I tell you, like, she was like, I would never work with you. Would I listen to your song? Yeah. Would I ever work with you? No. If your name was brought up in a me- meeting in the future, would I tell them that, you were, that, you, that you're rude and you have an ad? That's not even me. But I'm going to tell you how I know that I wasn't tripping because four people from that group reached out to me after. It was like, she's a fucking bitch. Don't even worry about it. Like, she's just rude as shit. Like, I hope that didn't was. That's what I was going to say. She sounds rude as shit. Yeah. Because normally people who are like, you're fucking rude. I'm like, bitch, you're fucking rude too. When you're used to the shine being on you, and then a new bitch walk in the room, and people yeah, are, oh, that shit's fire, that shit fire is kind of like, who is that? I think that's something that happens to black women all the time. I wanted to tell her to that suck my dick. from other black women and but other black man. people a lot of times. <laughs> it's like, it's like you can't, it's like this need to always humble somebody. Uh-huh. Like, oh no, little girl, sit down. Right. Nah, bitch, I'm right. a big girl, and I gotta stand up. Fuck, right. you mean? Like, right. and I really think it's just like, I don't think that people necessarily are conscious that they're doing it, mm-hmm. but I just think it's something that's ingrained in our culture that, like, if a black woman is being too much in her, sh- like, I'm popping my shit, I'm in my power. Somebody got to humble somebody her. Somebody somewhere has to humble her. Uh-huh. Somebody has to make her sit down, shut her the fuck up, and it's like, why? 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 Uh-huh. Why? 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 Let her pop her but shit. Because cool. these niggas pop their shit all fucking Girl, day. All day. <laughs> like, don't be having shit to pop. And, and, the, and the niggas... Be hyping each other up in the pocket of the shit. Niggas be like, yeah, yeah, you hear, you hear a pop, and they be saying dumb shit, and they be like, yeah, yeah, that's my nigga, that's my nigga. They probably dick better than me, and I probably they good, so they do a really good job. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that is so funny. I think Clubhouse is an interesting place. Yeah, it's I like it. An interesting place. I literally go on Clubhouse to play my music. And I told one room yesterday, the other day, I told him, I said, I play my song. And I said, honestly, I'm not even looking for the critique. I just wanted to play the song for y'all. Yeah. Because I don't need it. Well, ah, that sounded bad. We always need critique. But in the space that I was in, I just wanted to play. I just wanted to share my art. I didn't need the feedback in that moment. Well, I, I, and I think that's a valid point, though, because yes, to advance as creatives, and, and just as humans, we need to be able to take constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. But also, I think something some people don't be understanding sometimes is like, as a creative, like a lot of the times I'm creating for myself to get off my own itch, to like, I, like I need, I feel compelled just by who I am to share a piece of me. And I have to get that offer. I don't feel like I feel bad, you feel mm-hmm. me? And so a lot of times when people 
who aren't creatives, or even if they are, but it's just like they'll critique it, and it's like this wasn't for you. It wasn't hard for you to critique. Like this right. wasn't. This like, is what I was feeling. And I think that's like to me when I meet people who do that, that signals to me like a vibe that I don't want to fuck with. Like I might like, oh okay, you're not, but like you're gonna be at arm's distance because I'm like. If you don't understand that art is just meant to be and to exist mm -hmm. and to communicate feeling and like if you can't just let art be, you always gotta be like say something it. about it. It was like, good, but yeah, you like a fucking chill. hater. You a fucking hater, and I'm probably not gonna like. There's a difference between constructive criticism and always needing to find something negative in something just for the sake of seeming like you know what the fuck you're talking about right <laughs> and that's what clubhouse is everybody wants to act like they know what the fuck they're talking about and they don't they just like to talk Ooh. she got that that's what that is i can see that there's a lot of i can see there being a lot of that happening on there everybody is somebody and everybody is somebody but everybody that isn't an expert on everything in today's day and age literally you can be an expert on anything right <laughs> like and it's so funny like Sometimes I'll hear people like talk, like I'll be, like be listening to people talk, and they'll be like, "I'm an expert on this," and then they'll be giving their background. They're like, "Yeah, so you know, I started studying this two years ago," and I'm just like, "25, you started two years ago, and you're an expert." Everybody wants the recognition, but I'm <laughs> and I'll just be sitting there like. Um, and, and it's not to say that what that person's saying isn't valid. It's just to me that always strikes me as a red thing of like. Hold on, hold on. How you an expert? You really think you know everything there is to know on this subject in, in, in a year and a half of, like, from you got into it? I mean, like, beginner mm -hmm. to a year or two, and you're like, I know everything. And I'm just like, That's not easy. that sounds dangerous to me. That's not easy. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, that does sound a little skeptical there. Right. That's, that's definitely a, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of plays out on Clubhouse because Clubhouse, I think I like I love Clubhouse because like there it is a great networking mm -hmm. and like I do stumble onto really interesting conversations, but I definitely also a bunch of bullshit. Though. Yeah, the other side is like you have to be well, you have to be discerning. Like yeah. it's like there's so much floating on there that I'm like, yeah. this could just be a marketing pitch to get you to buy somebody something right. and it's not really all that. So um Kind of before we wrap up, I wanted to know like what's next for you. Like, what are you working on now? What can we like expect and and stay tuned for? Like, what's the vision going forward? Because now you're doing it full time, and that's yeah, the next step. Like step. So yeah. Um. So what's next coming in this? I mean, keep looking out for no WYD promo, of course. You know, you gotta push a single for a long time. But I think people think that you gotta put, and I and I thought that too, but I've learned. Um, that you know, it takes time for people to catch on to a song. Like right now, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm getting a couple of strangers. Sit, you know, what I'm saying like this: a girl on my page, on my Instagram stories today, mm -hmm. who her aunt does my hair, but I'm sure her aunt's not like listen to this song. You right. know what I'm saying? But she was singing the song, and I don't yeah. know that girl. You know what I'm saying? But right now, a lot of people posting and you know using my stuff are people that I know mm -hmm. and are in you know people who I can reach out to directly. So I'm obviously keep pushing no WID. I got more content for that coming out because mm -hmm. you gotta always have rollout. Um, uh, the official jingle for Slutty Vegan is coming out this month, and I'm yeah. really really excited about that because um, just because I mean it's 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 been since August, 
and we've been working on it and there is it's myself and another mm-hmm. um it's a feature on there with another really big artist hey and so i'm really excited about that song coming out um what else is going on with who camille what, what does that expect um I, oh i'm working on a project so mm-hmm. i'm working on an ep to come out yeah. i would love it to come out sometime in the first quarter mm-hmm. um of the year because i'm learning you know you think you drop in a summer bop and you drop it in june and it doesn't it don't catch you don't yeah. have time to catch i'm Sometimes not there really yet do take it takes it. a minute yeah because so, a lot of times even when you hear about artists like the song that made them pop they'll be like yo i made that song two years right prior. like Lizzo, what was this song? Song? song that she first came out with she made that song in like 2018 she dropped it in I know. 
people can have their story about you if they want. It's so far on the live for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, people will, you know what I'm saying, like, people will have their story about you, but right. I feel like at the end of the day, like, your legacy will speak louder than right. somebody's singular story. And so it's like, there's a lot of artists who have, people can have a story about, but like, that's not stopping their bag, because there's enough other people who right. don't have that experience that it's like, they're not judging. And, and, and also just judging, I feel like, it's also hard, like, most people high up, I think, know not to judge people off of one singular instance because, right. especially artists, artists are known for being sensitive, sensitive, attitudinal, difficult. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you know that artists are known for these types of things, just in like stereotype in a general sense, it's like I think those people generally will probably have a mindset of like. I'm not holding. I'm not gonna hold you off of somebody talking about one clubhouse interaction. Right. And also, anybody who's gonna be, who would be like, I think it would look like, damn, you know, like you feel really strongly off this one interaction. Like, right. Like, I mean, but I'm telling you, people like a guy, another moderator, he actually like pinged me into another room. It was just me and him. He was just like. First, I want to tell you that the music was fire, and I want you to send me that. He was like, but then, too, she's a fucking bitch. And, like, literally, he was like, I talked to the other, the guy who runs the room, yeah. and he was basically like, listen, I told him, if he don't get her under control, and yeah. I don't mean that in any disrespectful type of way of yeah. controlling a woman, but if he does not get her under control, he's either going to have to choose between me or her being in the room because she's too much. And he was right. Like, it was too much. Well, because that, that can turn off other artists, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. I think um, that's how you know you want to come up here. Whenever I, shit like that starts happening, yeah. that's for me a big sign in life. Okay. Like, I'm like, yo, shit like that starts happening. I'm like, yo, this nigga about to come make up. It. Okay. They got to I'll say this, but I was definitely hot yesterday. I'm not even going to lie. I was in my feelings. But that's one thing that I got to do as an artist is I got to separate that they're not talking about me. You know what I'm saying? That they're, I mean, she was definitely speaking about me. But even still, like, I mean, she, I, I don't want to say not talking about me, but just, just step back. Yeah. Everybody is themselves, and I know who I personal. am. Right, you can't take it personal. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to work on that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to 2021. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to 2022 and every year after yeah. that. But all I got to do is, I mean, I got to put in the work. Faith without work is dead. So you That's can right. manifest, and you can have your incense burning, and, and you got to do some work. Tell them. I was literally talking about that today. I was like, you got to do some work. It only works prayer at work. If you pray and don't work, you can just don't work. praying in the same spot for the right. rest of your damn life. Right. You gotta do the work and have the faith that it'll work out. So I'm excited I about love that. Me. I'm excited just about new shit. I mean I don't like literally I've been teaching for years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was my fifth year at this this at this school that I was at. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to do music. I knew I wanted to get out of it. I just feel like you said, I really just feel like I'm walking in my purpose. Yeah. Now, so I'm looking forward to it. Thing. Thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for having me. This was great. great. Oh my gosh, this was so great. Um, let the people know where they can find okay. you, where they can find your music. I'm definitely going to link your single into this episode. Okay. Um, so just, yeah, like where can they get in contact with you? All right, y'all. Y'all can follow me on Instagram. It's who Camille, W-H-O-C-A-M-I-L-L-E, all one word. Um, I'm on Twitter, it's who Camille underscore. That's if you really like was low-key fucking with my personality, because I'd be on Twitter showing my ass. Like everybody else on Twitter, because that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do it. Um, I'm actually on TikTok. I think my TikTok is like real who Camille, something like that. I want it to be something cooler, fun, like 
but I'm not there yet where I can have like an incognito type of name because people have to know who I am. So, but some of my TikTok reels are on Instagram. Either way, yeah. but my music, find all my music on Apple, Tidal, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. It's all there. Just search Who Camille. My whole discography will come up. My whole little catalog will come up. And yeah, y'all live your dreams. Be who you're meant to be. Don't let anybody stop your shine. And remember, you are that bitch, or you are that guy, or if you are gender neutral, because it's 2020, you are that they. The people get offended. You are who you decide you are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love that. You can also uh, catch her on the Bad Bitch playlist. Um, yes. On my Apple and Spotify, uh-huh. and she's gonna be on some upcoming ones. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And make sure y'all buy black. Get y'all some Telfar. Yes. Telfar, if you want to send me something, you know what I'm saying? Live from the backseat. Hey, y'all on that live? Live from the backseat? I'm just saying, y'all want to send me a bag. I will promote shit. Promote the shit out of y'all. I'm going to wear that shit every fucking day. Everywhere. Wherever I go. Right. Yeah, so that's that. Y'all fuck with me. I promise you, Who Camille is going to be a household name. If not in 2021, by 2022, for sure. It's coming up. So thank you guys so much for joining live from the back seat today thank you for tuning in as always comment rate subscribe yep. um if you haven't done so already check out live from the backseat.com there's weekly blog posts um you can find at live from the backseat on instagram and of course me gina underscore baby underscore underscore which y'all should already know that but we'll just put that out there just in case you know there's some new people in this All right. so yeah um thank you for joining us and have a great day Peace. see y'all bye y'all me, W-Y-D Fly me overseas uh-huh. Make me renew my passport just to take me to the beach hey. I'm good, you don't gotta be my peace uh-huh. But you gotta treat me like a queen and get me out the streets Okay